<coughs> last week we did last two weeks I think we did Krishna Lila, the prayers uh, the Guhyakas to Damodar Krishna. And then the previous two weeks we did Gita Devi Gita. Right, so Devi but we we've we haven't I don't think we've done Kalasasunama since before summer, I think before Sami Chitananda came. <coughs> it's been a long time. It's good to get back in. And partially there is some in three or four verses, uh, uh, like 13, 14, there's some really, some of my favorite names are there in verse 15 like that. So I was like very excited, but then like, oh, but to get there, there's, there's I can talk about verse 15, it has like Chinamasta and Prachandika and all these great names, which are very exciting. Uh, 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 and that was a little reason we didn't start a couple weeks ago on Kalisasana. I was like, how do I, s- these verses until then, yeah. describing her teeth and describing her eyes, describing her smile. And, you know, they're, they're a little more, they're not so dramatic as big stories of, you know, the, the big Maha stories of the, of, of the Dash Mahavidyas and things like that. <coughs> but they're important. <laughs> these, the, each name is, each, each is building the revelation of the building that, uh, uh, experience revelation of the great mother. So verse where we read tonight, verse eleven, and maybe verse twelve if we get to verse twelve. Uh, and this group of names, verse eleven, deals primarily with. Now it's dealing a little bit with her iconography in these verses. Um, like the last verse, it was dealing with her mala and the kumkum in her hair. If you remember what we were talking about, the different types of mala, what she's holding, uh, uh, and the, kum, the the sindur in her hair, and and those type of things. So now it's continuing like that. So it's just going to describe her, her teeth and her mouth, and then her eyes, and then so that's uh, verse eleven is her, is her um, uh, teeth and mouth. Verse twelve goes into describing her the qualities of her eyes, her three eyes, uh, and then it moves in, the last verse, of the last few names of that into the next verse moves into very beautiful about her smile and her disposition, right? And so it's very interesting to juxtapose the beauty of her smile with the first name, which means she who has a horrible form and ghastly teeth, right? <laughs> these big, these very, uh, uh, <coughs> way, these big uh, kind of uh, it's scary, but I mean the word "gora," <laughs> right? So that that uh, terrible or frightful or uh, difficult "gora rupa," "gora damstra," and then within two verses describing uh, that her face is like pleasant, like the autumn moon, things like this. You know, so it's, it's very interesting. You get la- language that you'd expect in the in the Dhyan mantra for Lalita, right? Mixed in with horrible teeth, like. Nash universes, the ground grind universes, right? So it shows you that the, the 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 mysterious nature of the Kali revelation, Kali Rupa. So uh, verse, <coughs> so the verse, uh, the verse. Well, we we can say verse eleven. It's easy. Gora Rupa, Gora Damstra, Gora Rupa, Gora Gora Tara Shubha, Gora Gora Tara Shubha, Mahadamstra, Mahamaya. Mahadamstra Mahamaya Sudanti Yuga Dantura Sudanti Yuga Dantura So the first name Gora Rupa. So Gora means fearful, terrible, uh, uh, like this, you know, uh, and Rupa means form. So she who has, who presents or shows or has or is a terrible form, 
Ghora Rupa. And Rupa means form. Rupa also means like somebody's Rupa is their nature. So you can say her form. So once in her iconography, you can see, I, I have, when I read this, I'm going, there's, God, there's some, we've read, we've read most things available on Kali, uh, on, on Kali over the years. And there's one early book, not many, not many good books on the goddess tradition, really, in English. One by David Kinsley. I think this may have been his, um, no, this is the second book, I think, uh, Hindu Goddesses. It's a nice scholar. It's his style. At first, I didn't like his way of because of listing, uh, listing names. Interesting. Now I spend my life talking about the names, so I've surrendered to his style of scholarship. But <laughs> his introduction to the Kali section, Gora Rupa. And let's see. <coughs> I want to read just that one paragraph. The goddess Kali is almost always described as having a terrible, frightening appearance. That's saying Gora Rupa. Right. She is always black or dark, is usually naked and has long disheveled hair. She is adorned with severed arms as a girdle, freshly cut heads as a necklace, children's corpses as earrings, and a serpent's as bracelets. She has long, sharp fangs and is often depicted as having claw-like hands with long nails and is often said to have blood smeared on her lips. Her favorite haunts heighten her fearsome nature. She is usually shown on a battlefield where she is, where she is a ferocious combatant who gets drunk on the hot blood of her victims, or in a cremation ground where she sits on corpses surrounded by jackals and goblins. So this is a very nice, <laughs> this, this I think is a good description of, of Gora Rupa. <laughs> and it's funny because, you know, people come here, oh, they come in to see Ma, yeah. oh, she's so beautiful. <laughs> and actually when I made a, a Facebook announcement for this discussion, I chose from, I wanted to show a picture of her f fierce teeth and her, you know, a little bit. So I, ch I chose an, uh, a very famous, that, that famous Mashankali picture of the Holy Mother. But because those lithographs were, were, they're black and white that were painted over time. So different people to paint. This one is a little bit, I found one's a little bit, a little bit more scary than the usual, right? But still just shining, you know, it's like <laughs> it's hard to see her as scary. I mean, it's, she's scary enough, <laughs> some of the paintings we have of her. But that's just new, usually how we think of Kali. And we mentioned a long time ago, well, many years ago, during the, uh, the when we read the um, uh, Chandi, actually, somebody else was reading the Chandi, and, and the top, and, and when Kali appears in the Chandi, mm -hmm. she appears also in a Gora Rupa, right? Not, uh, she appears emaciated and with uh, and and skin and bones, dressed in anim bloody animal skins and holding a, holding horrible weapons, with protruding fangs and teeth. And a lolling tongue, of course, we have her now. We we have her tongue sticking out. We don't have a lolling tongue, the way like that, and very you know uh, um, uh, hideous description, right? And I remember Sadananda, he raised his hand to the speaker, Nandiji, and uh, and he says, but we don't see her this way, you know. Mm -hmm. We look at you know we all come, you know. That's not you say describing the first time Kali is described in the Chandi, and yet we've never we've never even you know if you. Nowadays, you can click around on Google, do, do Google image search, and see paintings of that. But most people don't think of Kali. Her devotees don't think of Kali in that horrible Gora Rupa. Mm. Remember, his answer is, "But you're not a demon, mm. right? You know, to a demon, she appears as de frightening like anything, right? And then that uh, similar month, there's a mantra about Lord Nishingadev that that uh, that Nishingadev's um, uh, uh, to the demons, he's death, but to the devotees, you see, Prahlad is praying like this." He's seen God. He's not seen this ferocious thing. But the, what what, what um, um, Hiranyakashipu saw and what Prahlad saw were not the same. 
Although they both held the same reality, their experience was different. One of them was the object of their affection and their and, and their ecstatic devotion. The other one was daima. Okay. Uh, so I'm late. No, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're also late. And give a, a, a sheet if we still have. Let me give you the sheet first. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, 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 so it says that this that one mantra that the Nishingadev yeah. says that the Nishingadev is just like a like a, a lion. The the teeth of a lion are like death to its prey, but its affection and surrender to to the to 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 its kitten. Right, you, know, you see uh, uh, the lion or a cat picks up its kitten, it just does like this, just surrenders, <laughs> right? But to its prey, it's a very different thing, yeah. right? So similarly, and so that, that these fierce forms of, of course, these are fierce forms that have been Gorarupa, right? These are fierce forms, things like Narashinga and, and, and Chinamasta and, 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 and uh, Vajrayogi and Buddhism and Hinduism, we have these kind of fierce, fierce, fierce deities. But actually, the, the idea behind is that that anybody experiencing divinity is going to be like this. Divinity itself is overwhelming, and if you're accustomed and you're and you're in love with it, and you're trying to feel it, trying to experience it, it's going to be like, you know, an ex- it's going to be an ecstatic experience, right? But if you're not, it's good. But if not, it's going to be. It represents death, right? The, all all that we hold, all that we hold to be real, all that we think about ourselves, all the 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 closed-hearted nature of the ego, you know, that gets. It, it doesn't survive. It's it's a smashan. It's a cremation ground. It's a uh, it's a it's you know Nishingadev rips apart, or Kali comes and smashes them with her uh, uh, strange skull top staff, you know, <laughs> and a sword and bell and scissors and all the things mentioned to Chandi very little, beautifully. Um, so it's Gorudupa. <coughs> so that's one. So one thing is that that for a devotee we don't see Kali this way. Kali is oh, she's not doesn't seem to be horrible, you know, but that's one way. way. The, for a demon, she's horrible. But th- this is not actually this is this book is not meant for demons, right? As I describe, you know, be careful. Kali's horrible. <laughs> that's not what Kali Sasanama is meant for. It's actually meant for sadhaks and initiates, right? Uh, uh, adepts, right? This is an advanced text for for close devotees of, of uh, initiated devotees of tantric lineages. You know, it's a, it's it's a esoteric text. So Gaurarupa. When we can understand that why these why she why this fearful, seemingly horrible form is to the ego to the demonic nature she's death she she destroys it, but <coughs> even to the devotee she also, right because what Gorarupa is not just all these forms that we say we say she's even here at Kalimandir, right she has a sword and her tongue sticking out, right she has a jackal, right she has a, a garland of of, of 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 heads she holds a skull. Right, you know, so it's like, but we don't see. Still, we don't see because we take it a little bit symbolically, perhaps, or metaphorically, or we have such relationship with her that we don't. We're not scared of these things, right? The things that in normal society would be considered negative uh, 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 are not terribly scary. Gora Rupa. But there's another thing. Gora. Another thing. See, we we've been discussing in the last few weeks in the in the Bhagavatam about the nature of the of of the subject and the object. Right, and the and the problem is even in when you're describing her rupa, gora rupa, gora damstra, these mantra, these verses, um, uh, you're describing something that's not an object of description. You're describing these are you're trying to describe, trying to think about something that can't be thought. It's never a thought. You're trying to perceive something that never can be perceived. 
right? It's, you're trying to objectify something that's never an object. It's always a subject. It's not even always a subject. We can say in, in Vedanta we start with that, the between subject and object, seer and seen, right? But actually in the Srimad Devi Bhagavatam, the opening scene, there's a, the, the, it, 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 the opening statement is that actually she's the reality in which the scene and the, un, the seer and the scene uh, um, uh, 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 arise. Right? She's not just a seer, She's the reality behind the seer and scene, right? So, in her ultimate sense, she's not a. We can think of her and describe her as having a garland of skulls and all these things that are being described, fearful teeth and the whole thing. Uh, but what is being described? So, but saying go to Rupa, oh, her form is is frightening. Or she presents presents a fearful appearance. Or Rupa not only form Rupa also means nature, right? She is fearful right or fe- that you know that, that that which we see is none of that we see her as so we, oh, oh, her form is terrible but she is the terrible right she's like we say oh ma is maha sundari right she's the most beautiful in the three worlds but she, she is most beautiful that's okay we can talk like that that's the natural way of talking but by saying that she is beauty in the three worlds right it's, it's not oh mother's compassionate she's compassion we're not compassionate. We can in in the world of duality, we then make sure she's compassionate, right? But in the non-dual thing, she's compassion, the thing itself. If the if the thing can be described, she's the thing itself. Mm-hmm. Not it's not one of her qualities; it's her, mm-hmm. right? So that's the idea. So go to Rupa. So one sense we can also say, and we've talked about this before, it's a bit of a bold perspective on reality. Is like even Ma is the horrible. She's the wonderful, and she's the horrible. She's birth and she's death. She's sickness and she's health. She's success and she's failure. She's poverty and she's uh, 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 prosperity, right? Uh, and so many names have been outlined. Some some names are describing one form. Some names describing another form. In the Chandi, in the that mantra we've discussed before, it's a, a, a considered a, considered a, a, a small kavacha mantra, a protective mantra. He says, he says, may it starts like may Chandi. I forget the exact may Chandi protect me from the front. May may uh, Ambika protect me from behind. It's described like that. And then it says, oh mother, oh goddess, oh Devi, Mahadevi, you have unlimited forms. Some exquisitely beautiful and benign, and others horrendously frightening, right? Fearful, fearful. With each and every one of them, please protect me. Right, so it's like we want to see you. In other words, we could say, "Oh, then hopefully they'll all come and protect us." That's the simple devotional attitude. But uh, you take that to a, a Advaitic kind of perspective. You are the hor- most horrible forms, and you appear in the most beautiful forms. Right, the most pleasant and the most unpleasant. You know, they're both your forms. It's naturally to want the pleasant. That's a natural. That's a, that's a psychological health. Right, you know, sometimes people like, oh, I, 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 God is both pleasant and unpleasant. Therefore, I try to be poor, or I try to be in suffering, or I try to, uh, only, I only, I try to live in ugliness and in darkness and in tamaguni. People, I mean, you see like that, and sometimes, you know, there's, you know, they relish suffering, and and but that's that's it is divine. It's true, but that's a that's not a normal psychological tendency, right? Sometimes it's a practice to overcome our attachment between sometimes the good and the bad. Goths. Yeah, some of us were goths in high school. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't want to specifically mention anybody by name, so I did. <laughs> but, but. That Catholic thing. Yeah. So sometimes that's not so naturally. Actually, by saying that, sometimes she's the pleasant, the impl- is also making a real distinction, right? In the world of manifestation, there's horrible things and wonderful things. 
but we're called to see the one behind all the, and actually just within a few names will, she'll stay she's the one behind the horrible and the unhorrible so the, I'm jumping I'm not making it up she, the next verse says the next name says that almost right <coughs> excuse me Gloria Rupa So that's one thing. So that that her uh, her that her form is she's frightening appearance, and she's all that is scary. She is that also, right? Her nature is that also. Um, um, uh, so in the world of duality, the the, the non-dual truths beyond behind. Uh, the, our experience of duality between horrible and wonderful she's the horrible and the wonderful but another thing is that the one behind the, that one behind it is also Gorarupa, right? it's overwhelming that's another way of saying that the experience of that oneness behind, behind both the good and the bad and the pleasant and the unpleasant mm-hmm. the beautiful and, 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 and the ugly is itself overwhelming uh, um, one of the definitions that scholars use in, in religious studies like that to, to define like the, the sacred and the profane right one of the definitions of the sacred is that it's it's dangerous it's it's uh, it's potentially da- it's it's something you approach with it's a little bit frightening it's it's it has to be treaded carefully it's not common right so this is one way of also saying it's Rupa. it's something if we were the thing is if it's like electricity is neither good nor bad we can say right right you know you can you can cook food with it and you can hurt yourself a child can burn itself with shock itself right so you can say oh it's neither good or bad it's your reality hype of good and bad right but also it's still dangerous mm-hmm. even good it's still dangerous even if we approach it to, to get good out of it mm-hmm. we should be very careful because it's awesome Right, that's the idea. Sacred means awesome, right? So just like electricity, neither good or bad, right? Or fire is neither good or bad, right? Or, uh, that's a classic example we'll get of. Uh, uh, um, you can you can you can pray, you can read the Bible in the light of a fire, or you can kill somebody in the light of the fire, right? You know, <laughs> like it's like, but still, fire is itself neither good nor bad, but it's, it's but actually it's good, and actually it's bad, <laughs> right? You have to be careful. Be careful. Not bad. I'm using the world of the language of duality right the, uh, what to do we, we, our language works on that, on that principle um, I went blank here let's open back up here Gora Rupa the next name Gora Dhamstra Dhamstra Gora Dhamstra so Gora again fearful horrible scary frightening and Dhamstra means teeth her teeth are frightening right and and often she's painted with fangs or fierce teeth and one of the things you see even in a benign form of Kali like a Dakshinishwar or, or, or here at the Kali Mandir is you know her um, she's still your teeth are predominant she's you know you, you only see actually this you see her black form her red mouth and, and like that and then you see the only little bit of white on her is usually very brightly her teeth are always predominant not always scary looking but always predominant right and so the teeth are the teeth are um, uh, uh, important in the chandi. Maybe I didn't. I forgot to bring my chandi. <coughs> it's okay. I can remember it. I'll remember. It. Maybe it's on the desk. The the chandi. <coughs> Saturday. So many things going on at the same time, and trying to manipulate and keep everything straight. In the chandi, uh, when she appears in the chandi, she appears in the battle against. Um, uh, 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 first she appears in the battle against uh, uh, um, 
Chandan Munda, and she kills Chandan Munda, and but and 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 then and and then um, Shumba Nishumba and Raktabija, and you know she appears in these forms, and in the battle, one of the things, especially in the seventh in the seventh chapter, her her example her 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 um, uh, the way she, her favorite way of that's the one. Thank you. Um, I'll read you. It's a short. It's a very short little chapter, but not small. <laughs> I'll just read. It's only, it's only like twenty verses, twenty-seven verses. Headed by this, uh, Rishi Avacha, the Rishi said, headed by Chandan Munda, the Daita, the demons, fourfold army of elephants, charities, cavalry, and infantry went forth at, Shumba com- at Shumba's command, brandishing weapons. They saw that Devi smiling gently seated upon her lion atop a great golden peak of the high mountain. Seeing her, they contrived to carry her off. While some approached to a sword drawn by bows, poised in readiness, Ambika cried out angrily against those forces, and in wrath, her face turned as black as ink. From her scowling brow, Kali sprang forth, frightful of countenance, armed with sword and noose. You almost say frightful in countenance. One way of saying it, I don't have the Sanskrit here, probably Gaur. Another way of saying it is Gaur Arupa, right? So she appears frightening on the battlefield, bearing a strange skull top staff, adorned with a garland of skulls and clad in tiger skins, her emaciated flesh, appa- flesh appalling, her mouth gaping, her lolling tongue horrifying, her sunken eyes glowing red. She filled the four quarters of the sky with her roars. Swiftly, f- and we actually, did this go- there's some of the names we did, she creates a fo- fearful sound. These are all uh, in, in the names of Kali. Swiftly fallen upon the Asuras in that army, she slew and devoured those hosts of the gods, of the, uh, of the gods' foes. Attacking them, the r- attacking the rear guard and seizing the elephants with their drivers, warriors and bells, she flung them into her mouth with a single hand. So this is the thing that her her horrible teeth. What is that? She is well, her favorite way of killing things in the in, in the chandi is she swallows them and grinds them in her teeth. But this is that this is the imagery, the gora gora rupa gora dansa imagery. She sees one asura. Oh, sorry. In like manner, she tossed a cavalry with its horses and the charioteers with their chariots into her mouth and ground them furiously between her teeth. She sees one asura by the hair and another by the throat, crushing another underfoot. She slammed yet another against her breast. The weapons of grape and grape missiles of the, the Asuras hurled, she caught in her mouth and ground angrily between her teeth. Again, the teeth. All that mighty army of evil-minded Asuras, she ravaged, devouring some and beating others severely. She struck down some with her sword and battled others with her skull-top staff. Other Asuras, she, met, she met, met destruction between her gashing teeth. Again, the teeth. I think the teeth are mentioned four times in this, in, 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 in this section. When Chanda saw the entire army of Asuras swiftly struck down, he rushed at the terrifying Kali. With a formidable deluge of arrows, the great Asura engulfed the glowing, the glowering Kali, while Munda hurled discs at her by the thousands. Mirrored, mirrored discs that entered her mouth, and so many, so as so many solar orbs vanishing into the denseness of a cloud. This is very important. As they, as they threw all these weapons, they entered her mouth just like. So many suns being behind the cloud. This is very important. While with a terrifying roar, Kali laughed in fury, her fearful, fearful, fearsome teeth gleaming within her ghastly mouth. Mounting her great lion, the Devi rushed to Chanda, seized him by the hair, and severed his head with her sword. Seeing Chanda slain, Munda attacked her. She pushed, 
She pushed him to the ground and struck, struck him in fury with her sword. Seeing Chanda and, all, and also the most valor, valorous Munda slain, the remaining army panicked and fled in all directions. Right, so we continue, it goes, it goes a little bit, there's a few more verses, but the main point is there, right, is, is that, that the grinding of teeth. So it's interesting that that image is given, right, is that there, because this is an ancient mythological story, the believed of the ancient world, a fight between the gods and the demons where the god has appeared, like, but it's also a, a deep um, um, metaphorical story about our own stages of our own sadhana and big, big truth about the world. So they, they're read on different levels. Ancient history, ancient world version of history, that's partially it, right? And descriptions of, of powerful forces. Uh, um, uh, it's stages of our sadhana and it's true, big spiritual truth, the aha that comes with spiritual realization, right? Uh, and and the, the, the listeners to this story were Samadhi and Surata. Right, they were struggling. They approached the guru. The guru told the story, and so he, he, they, he in, a, in a way, that they get revelation, they get understanding uh, uh, what's happening. So the idea of, of suns and moons, and this is, it's repeated a few times in the battles, suns and moons disappearing into her mouth. Right, she she chews up the the weapons of the demons. Right, just like suns and moons disappear behind clouds. Right, it's a, it's that it's it's the image of cosmic destruction. Right of time, so this is given a clue. Actually, this gives a clue of what her teeth mean. Right, uh, the the symbol, the what they symbolize is what grinds everything. What is what is we think of time and in the Gita, Krishna says, "I am time, the destroyer of worlds." You can say the devourer of worlds. Right, nothing. What eats us and swallows us and is time itself. Right, that's her horrible part of her horrible form of Mahakala, Mahakali. She's time itself, right? And, and, and time, not just moments disappear and small things, you know, grow and die, right? But civilizations disappear, right? Ages disappear, right? Suns and moons come and go, right? Right, there's, there, right now there's whole, there's, there's, sun, there's suns that are, that are exploding or fizzling out, right? And other ones that are being generated, most likely. <coughs> Otherwise, we'll run out. So it's important. <laughs> the, uh, the, so that that's this, this image of that of all devouring time is part of the symbolism. If we were to give it that, we can give it that sto- that. And I I'm a little bit in, uh, emboldened to to state. Oh, this one of the meanings of of the teeth is time, because the final name in this verse will say will will say she's her teeth devour the yugas ages, mm-hmm. right? So it's uh, so it's not it's it gives it gives little clues sometimes, right? It's not just that, but it's definitely also that, right? And so that her, so another, so we take that, and she's, she's time. Her teeth grind everything, swallow everything, uh, chew everything, right, to dust, right? Uh, again, from dust we come, dust we go, right? Uh, um, so that's a commentary, can be a commentary of Gorarupa, right? Part of the, this awesomeness, overwhelming, she's time. What would it mean? And so, what do we mean by time? Time is give a psychological meaning, maybe not a a uh, astrophysical meaning, <laughs> a quantum meaning, or something like that, which I don't have. Um, is is the experience of movement, right? Of causation. So, na- time, space. Sorry, Vivekananda talks like the in Vedanta. You have the you have the supreme reality, Brahman, right? And then 
we have Maya, which consists of time, space, and causation. Right. So, uh, and time, space, and causation—they're not three things. Just like we say, Satchitananda is the nature of Brahman. They're not three things. There's three ways of describing one thing. Right. Actually, this is a thousand names of describing one thing. All these names are ways of describing Satchitananda. Even Gora Rupa Gora, you know, uh, as Kali is non different from that. Um, but uh, 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 time, space, and causation are 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 ways of understanding this one experience what, what is that and according to Vedanta that we in Vedanta it's called Maya right in Tantra that's called Mahamaya right and and she is Mahamaya and it's her right so even this ultimate this ever-changing reality is also which is horrible in many ways because it's death right it's just it's life and birth and death and even even birth is not an easy thing you know can't say birth is good and death is by pleasant birth is painful and death is painful Right, and in between also, it's 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 ecstatic and it's ecstatic and 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 uh, it's agony and ecstasy at birth, life and death, <laughs> right? You know, like but she she is that that horrible, awesome, overwhelming reality. That's the moving, changing, temporary world, right? Gorarupa. And actually, another another meaning of these Gorarupa, these fierce forms in in Hinduism, it's there, but in Tibetan Buddhism, it's the other kind of world religion or world now worldwide religion a great uh, uh, mystical system uh, spiritual system that uses that that has these fearful deities right these you know you have the, the benign uh, buddhas right but you also have you know these mahakala and and, and uh, fearful forms right and one of the meanings that is given to them by by the by the buddhist saints is that we have to see the the sh- the, the reality shining behind the 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 apparent, right? The, the the parent of world of birth and death. That's that's the world duality. Therefore, the world of suffering and happiness. The world duality. She, the reality has to be seen. And another thing, is you can't get caught on the form, right? Because we, I mean, it's very hard to say. Oh, you can't, shouldn't get caught on the form of God, right? Because we're trying desperately to remember the form of God. That's a that's a spiritual practice. We say God's name. We have a form. We meditate upon. We meditate upon the that's the way the Guru gives. The scriptures give. We. According to the Guru's instructions, you know, we meditate upon the deity with love and devotion. You circle, you try to visualize the form and the qualities and the names, right? But so it's very hard to say somebody you don't get caught on that, right? That we're, we're trying, we, we're not even near, we can't even remember it. What to speak of trying to go beyond it, right? We're not at that at that point. But you see, you can be, you can get caught on it, even at at the surface level, you get caught in it through fanaticism. Where this is the only form. This is the thing. Or you're doing it wrong. Or, and you don't. You know, it's like it has to be this way, right? Uh, 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 Sri Ramakrishna says that people are people debate and argue which way, whether God's tila goes this way or that way, right? <laughs> you know, it's like ne- nobody's seen God. Neither neither camp is seen God, but they know which way his tila, what type of tila he wears, right? You know, <laughs> right? Uh, or the, the the famous Sri Ramakrishna tells the story. I'm forgetting the the characters. There's known care. These are characters of his time, so it was a known. Where some people are arguing that that Vishnu's God, and or somebody arguing that Shiva's God, right? And and they go to a third person who's that person was a historical person known, considered a wise person in village tradition, and uh, 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 to get the answer. And so he says, "Have you seen? Have you seen?" He asked the Shaivite, "Have you seen Shiva?" He says, "No." Has your father seen Shiva? No. Has your grandfather seen Shiva? No. Has your great grandfather seen Shiva? Have you seen Vishnu? No. Has your father seen Vishnu? <laughs> this discussion is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you think it's this way, but it may. You know, it's like once you once you see, then you'll know. 
right? Uh, that's another thing, right? So there's a danger of getting caught. So, so, so sometimes you have this beautiful, uh, exquisitely beautiful form of God that we're meditating and thinking about. And this is not our problem because we're, we're, we're trying to develop love and devotion and concentration on that form. But it can become, uh, we can get caught and get caught and just in trying to go to the reality that's both beyond name and form and reveals itself in all names and forms, as name and form. We can get caught on, this, on one limit, limited idea of it. Right? Uh, uh, and of course those limited ideas don't, don't have to uh, 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 hide reality. We also talk they reveal reality also. That's the goal. Right? But we can get caught on the form and miss the reality that shines through it. Right? And so sometimes these fierce forms are designed to break us. Sometimes rather our God becomes a monster. Right? You have Lalita, so beautiful. The next in the next verse here it says she's Gora Rupa Gora Damstara, you know, Smashan Vasani, garland of skulls, you know, uh, what I just read from the Chandi, you know, it's like, you know, it was lolling tongue and blood and you know it's like you know like it's so uh, it's not that we're trying to worship a monster. We're trying to go beyond name can't say go beyond name and form because that's not what that's not what I mean, you know. But to the reality the reality that's behind and reveals itself in all name and form. Right. Um so to to uh, not to get caught. So that's another uh, 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 goal of these or function of these kind of frightful or views of reality. So so she's time, right? So so she is revealed itself through the world of the changing world, right? So that's a very big thing we have to see in everything that's changing. That's her. So another in last last two weeks two weeks ago we were from the Bhagavad time the, the Guhyakas were praising Krishna, baby Krishna, and saying you are Purusha, right, and eternal and unchanging, and you are Prakriti, which is full of the gunas and is and and uh, and uh, nature of ever changing time, right. So you are you yourself, same thing. You are you are not only the supreme person, the supreme reality, the supreme consciousness, the ground of being, but you're also the world of name and form and change, right. So that's a very um, um, Big rep- and so, but that form, by saying that she is this world, it's also a scary thing, right? Because it's an easy thing, and in, in, in mysticism, very often we try to escape the world to the reality, right? The common thing, it's a natural thing, is that we shouldn't be, become attached. If we get attached to the, to the world of duality, we're never going to find the unity behind it or, 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 or the reality behind it. But, uh, uh, uh. But to see the world as to see in to see the one behind the many to see the the one in the changing, it's not an easy thing to digest. Gora gora, uh, gora damstra. Damstra means damstra means teeth. Teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that a dam damstra and danta these these words have a even dental has these type of um, uh, sounds to the damstra is a common word for uh, teeth. In um, Gora Damstaram. So if if we say that she's time, and she's the changing, right? As time, she destroys everything, right? As the changing, she destroys everything. So she's Gora, scary, frightening, difficult, painful. But the revelation of Kali is not to f- scare us and to cause us and to have us wake up to the fact that everything is horrible. Right, and even the God we thought we're searching for is horrible, right? It's all these things you have to remember are revealing or, or, or 
designed to help us meditate upon the one behind the one that is everything right it's it's uh, uh i think we'll get to if if we get i don't know if we'll get to that the, the next verse we'll have trilochan on these three eyes and right uh, uh, uh the, these ideas because it's part of it is be beyond it's, it's in the world we have the world of duality right that's one problem right uh, uh and then if you can say another step if you i'm mean, not trying to i mean there's different theological systems i don't want to arrange them right but in experience you know from the world of duality we try to find unity right that's a devotional approach to non-duality right to find the unity behind to find the one behind the one connecting the one that's us the one that's become us you know she as if she's uh, the changing we're also changing that means she's all become us right it's not necessarily that i'm Kali. that's not what's meant but she's also us and also you and you know to find that one awesome reality behind and then but unity is different than non than Advaita, right? Or of a, a, or Kavalyam, and that's complete uh, uh, um, non-duality, right? Or uh, uh, um, can't even say oneness. That's not the right word, also. Because the unity is the experience of of, of connection and 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 and, and identi- identity, right? It's an experiential. It's a spiritual experience, right? An emotional spiritual experience. Which is a goal of one of the major goals of spiritual practice, but Vedanta and Tantra also holds behind even that. There's another experience that's beyond that, uh, where it's not unity. There's not a connection behind. There's, there's only one, right? And that's that. That experience is also maha. Is also go to dumpstra, because everything that experience also destroys everything. That that's the experience that rips apart the ego. They cannot survive it. Why it's a little frightening to say, oh, I want to feel union with God. And love and union between people and to find the one behind everything this is a very it's safe and beautiful and nourishing right but for there to be only one what would happen to us so right. unity implies separate things united right. or the or the uniting thing that that the thing that unites that are things that are separate Right, so you know, like, because there's still like in, in the language of of, of, of Sankhya, there's Purusha and Pakriti. Mm-hmm. You are Purusha, O Adi Purusha, O Krishna. You are Pakriti, changing, right? But if you are this and you are that, you're actually only one, mm-hmm. right? And but that one, that one, if that one were to be realized or to, exp- of course, it can't be realized because that's only you can only realize unity, <laughs> right? To use the example, Sri Ramakrishna says that a salt all goes to measure the ocean. Right, you know, it's like who's going to measure the ocean, right? It's going to it's, it, it only the, the only the ocean knows how b- deep the ocean is. Nothing, it 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 it, it, disip- it, it You can't say it merges. That's perhaps there's an experience of that for the salt doll. If we can, if we can uh, attribute this to a, a, a doll of salt, I guess is how you translate it, right? Rather than salt doll, um, it's it's just the thing itself. Right and 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 that I- when that so there's some little hints of this when in, in if we were to of course the in in the, in the traditional biography of Sri Ramakrishna, right the, his life is described and his different sadhanas and experience are described by his disciples and, and 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 biographers and they're given some interpretive meaning, so it's very tricky to give interpretive meaning to somebody who's we can't comprehend anything of what he's experienced, right? So yeah, we know what that means. That means he went beyond this. Or he went beyond name and form. This is absurd that we're even using this language. But we can try to safely use the language of his disciples who knew him, maybe uh, knew him best. You know, uh, uh, so to describe that that even was, was under the guidance of Totopuri, if we were to take that story, uh, um, 
when his guru was telling him to concentrate, the form of Kali kept coming. Right? You know, the Kali who he loved and he felt union with, and he, he got lost in, 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 in oceanic visions of uh, not just like, not only uh, images of, uh, visions of her in her form, but also as all pervading consciousness where he lost himself like that. But still, there, as we were to take the stories as they are, there he was, that was, can't say in the way, because that's the goal. But to a particular realization, it became in the way, right? Uh, 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 and that his guru, you know, we know the story, to, to meditate here, he poked him and cut him in the third eye. Medit- you know. And then if the, the story goes, and the, where the text says that he took the sword of wisdom and cut Kali in half, right? But of course, it's her sword, so it's again, really getting behind her, right? <laughs> but uh, um, so it's not that he went beyond Kali, right? He found the actual Kali, but that in that Kali's presence, which is only one. There's no second, mm. right? So there's nobody to experience. You can't say he experienced the non-dual reality. You can't experience non-duality. It's only the non-dual reality, right? Experience requires the experiencer and the experience. That's the world of Purusha and Prakriti, right? The subject and object, right? You know, so it's so uni- union. Subject and object can be in the world of union. This is this is this is the closest we can get. Uh, to have an Advaitic or a non-dual or a unitive, ex- unitar- unitive experience or the uh, uh, connected experience. But the final thing is is Gora Rupa, Gora Damsta. You don't survive it, right? <laughs> it only, it only, it is there, right? Sri uh, 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 said only Brahman realizes Brahman. Mm. We can't, we can say, oh, he's a Brahmagyani. Right? What does it mean? That's a different thing. I mean, that we have, because actually we know people who we believe have realized Brahman. Right, but what they say Brahman's like, they can't say what Brahman's like. <laughs> right? Because in that whatever that stake was, whatever that reality was, there's no second to know it. There's only pure knowledge, not not nowhere and known. Right? So it's a different a different thing, you know. And when they come down then they, they uh, uh, like in the Upanishads and the the uh, um uh <coughs> and Sureshacharya, he says all that can be said about it. That thing which nothing can be said, right? That can't be known. That's not even the you can say it's a knower. It's not even the knower. It's the real. It's the one thing beyond, like that. But those who've I don't I can't say experience it, but those those who who come from that who 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 do, who are the uh, uh, revealers of that to uh, to us, uh, they say that what do they say? It's wonderful. Right. That's all it can be said is amrita. Right, it's it's nectar. It's death. It's it's a different experience, right? It's it's um, satyam, anantam. What is it? Satyam, gyanam, anantam, brahman. That's one Upanishadic. Huh? So those people who uh, report that, how yeah. come they don't come down and report that it's oh, it's terrible, <laughs> and it's both, and they can go. This the sage who wrote this hymn. It says, okay. Rupa, Gora Damstra. Right? You know, it's like, it's like, because it's, actually to say it's terrible, these are, these are not truth statements either. Right? right? Even when, when, when somebody told Sri Ramakrishna on his deathbed almost, you know, the Buddhists, they, the Buddhists are, uh, people say the Buddha was atheist. He says, no, no, they don't understand. He says, the truth can be, when the truth is realized or seen or, can't even say like that, but uh, it can be called Ashti or Nashti. Is or isn't. Right, you know, both things, both statements that you say is and isn't are you can't get more opposite. These are the two <laughs> farthest extremes of the of the existential uh, uh, spectrum, <laughs> is and isn't. 
right? But both of them are just as true in 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 revelation to that. So horrible and wonderful, beautiful and ugly, frightful and blissful. You know, these are these are just ways of describing. These are the overflow. So, uh, so I, I remember just now, uh, 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 very good, uh, in, in, in um, Dattatreya, the Avahuta Gita of Guru Dattatreya, Jai Guru Dattatreya, uh, uh, he says, actually, I've not, in the opening verses and at the end verses, he says, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not teaching a systemized philosophy, right? What, from my own experience, can't even experience, uh, from the one, from the one reality, right? This has just gushed forth. Right, it's it just flowed. It just spontane. I spontaneously composed the, this these verses. Right, so one verse says one thing, the next verse says the opposite thing. Right, so it's like he's not trying to make sense. He's just, it just that, that 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 all they can say is like, what can I say about it? You know, those who, if we can say, <laughs> like I can't say anything about it. Gora damstra, gora gora tara. So this has different meanings. The the common meaning is so gora means. Uh, frightful or or scary or terrible, agora, agora means wonderful or not frightening or beautiful, right? And so uh, 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 so god agora, right? So not here, but some places it says you are god, you are agor, and you you are god and agor, right? So you are both the 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 um, uh, horrible and the frightening, and you are the beautiful and the sublime. You know, you're both the pleasant and the unpleasant. But this actually says gora gora tara, right? So this has a couple different meanings. A simple meaning, and some translations I have have that. Um, uh, that uh, uh, you are beyond the idea of tara here means like tara, right? You're beyond. You are beyond the transcendent to both god and agod, right? You are both. You are beyond both good and bad, or pleasant unpleasant, right? You are the reality behind. And that's we could say. That's an easy thing to say. But actually, the 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 the, the more prop more likely interpretation, so uh, is go. Uh, there's Gora Tari. There's a there's a famous mantra we've been actually reciting it today because Usha's writing an article on on Kashmir was that dealing with. This is a famous mantra for Kashmir Shaivites. It's, 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 it's from the from the uh, Vedas also. The Gora Bio to Gora Bio Gora Gora Tari Biasya. Sarvataha Sarvasarvebhyo Namaste Rupa Rudra Rupeyaha Rupebhyaha It says Agorebhyo Tagorebhyo Gora Gora Taribhyasa So most translations and if you look it online look it up in some translations of the Rudram and other Vedic texts and uh, hymns it says you are you are the, the horrible you are the not horrible and you are both the horrible and the unhorrible or you are beyond the horrible and the non-horrible both all these meanings are there right right Swami Lakshmanju, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, the great master of Kashmir Shaivism, who initiated this mantra to decide his major sadhana, secret sadhana, not so secret up there, but you know, it's something that they're initiated into, into, into practicing and believe that this, this has tremendous uh, power because it says that actually, um, I read it, maybe I have it here. Uh, it says actually, this, this, it says, I bow to all the shaktis which are part of Rudra, within Rudra, Shiva. Right, and those shaktis are, uh, um, uh, I, I, so I bow to all shaktis which are embodiments of Rudra from all sides and all ways. These are Agora, Gora, and Gora Tari. Here, Gora, Agora, go, Agora, Agora, Tara. 
here, most likely it's referring to this particular Shakti. Mm -hmm. In Tantra, in Kashmir Shakti Tantra, they're very specific on analyzing the 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 internal shaktis of Shiva and and mm -hmm. Devi, right? Mm -hmm. So, Gor Agor and uh, uh, um, and Gora Tari, right? And then so, what are those shaktis? So he says there in in his interpretation, says he he he, he uh, elaborates. Oh Lord Shiva, you alone transform transform yourself into all forms, into forms, into forms of the powers of Rudra as Agora. Agora means the enlightening and uplifting energy. Right? Agora means opposite of Gora, right? So Agora means that which is enlightening, illuminating, and up, and brings us up. Right? You are also the Gora Tari, this this Gora Tara or Gora Tari, which is a frightening, not the one that's beyond, it's a frightening energy, right? That pushes one down. And you are Gora. And Gora is, is the energy which keeps one fixed, neither rising nor falling. So you do think, oh, Agoda rises you and Goda pushes you down. He says, no, no, Agoda rises you. The, 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 and Ghor, here means Goda Damstra, Goda Rupa, right? The, your form is Goda, right? Your teeth are Goda, is what keeps you at the same place. Which means just in the world of name and form, the normal world of name and form without consciousness, neither rising nor falling. That's what most of us are. We're not, we're not being pushed down and we're not rising up, right? So we're just... In, we're just here. So, in other words, it's, it's another, it's, it could be if we were to give this uh, interpretation of, of the ver that you are. It's another. It's, a, it's another glossing of this of the of Gora Rupa Gora Damstra, mm -hmm. right? You're also the energy that keeps us bound in just this world, right? Yeah. Next. What's the next <coughs> line? I think the next line says Mahamaya, right? Mm -hmm. Gora, oh, Shuba, oh, men, ma, oh, no, a few, within a few things. So, Gora, Gora. So, the general, usually people translate this ver this line. There's a few, there's only a few existing translations in English of the Kali Sasarama. But the often thing is that you are, you are Gora, you are, and you are beyond Gora, Agora, right? But here I think it's very specific because it's using language that fits, right, to the Kashmir Shaivite interpretation. And they, they, they're expert at the use of these, of these um, words. You are both. <coughs> Thank you. So another way of thinking of it also is some commentators have also said that Gora, Agora, and Gora, uh, Gora Tari. Right? These are the three. Right? Thank you. These are also these are the th if these are considered the three shaktis of Shiva in this mantra, in in, in this Gora Gora to Gora uh, Gora Bio mantra. These are the three. So it means what are the shaktis of of, of of Shiva? These are the shaktis of Devi. Right in, in in tantra, Shiva's shaktis are called Devi. These are or Kali. We call her Kali, right? And so and by saying that she's time, and she's saying that she's the manifested world of name and form and time, space, and causation, is saying that she's the gunas, because that means that's another way of saying in Sankhya you are Pukriti, right? So in which case then you can also interpret Gora means Rajaguna, Agora means Satvaguna, and Gora Tari means Tamaguna. Right, one pushes you up, one pushes you down, one keeps you active. Mm. Right, so it's another way. These are ways. I mean, sometimes, sometimes a simple thing. Gora means she has nice, she has big teeth. You know, <laughs> like, and we give so much interpretation. Yes. What are the tamogunas? Which ones do you call as tamogunas? So yeah, so so tama tamaguna would be inertia, darkness, ignorance, sloth, 
and uh, uh, um, uh, inertia. It, energetically, it would be inertia. Qualitatively, it could be uh, 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 lethargy and laziness, and 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 and, and intellectually, it would be ignorance. Right. So that's that's the thing that. So that's actually something we should we need to struggle a little bit against. Right. It's also masrupa, as as goratari. Right. But um, uh, uh, but. And then Rajaguna is is uh, and, and energetically it could be uh, uh, not inertia, uh, momentum, movement, activity. Uh, um, it could be psychologically as passion and excitement and you know restlessness and this type of uh, uh, movement like that. And then Sattvaguru would be peacefulness, knowledge, uh, um, uh, uh, rest. Um, you know, uh, so. Also, these are also in the color of Ma. I may put it in my notes, I don't know, but coming now. You see Ma's Rupa, this Gora Rupa, Gora Damsta, she, she's, we see her black, red, and white. This is showing Tamaguna, Rajaguna, and, and Sattvaguna. Right, the three colors, our whole shrine is all, the floor is white and black tiles, the curtains are red, Ma, you know, it's like everything is this combination of red, black, and white. Right, is because of these are the main colors of Kali, her yantra, black, red, black, and white, uh, to show that she is the, the three gunas. But interesting, it's mostly black, right? So it's not necessarily that she's most. In in one sense, she's the Shakti of Shiva, and Shiva is Ra- Tamaguna. He's the one that destroys the universe, right? And therefore, the predominance is black, right? That's a simple thing, right? So, uh, uh, but that's not usually we say. We say oh, people think people in a, in a sectarian way. Oh, that Kali is a uh, Tamasic deity. It says over here, Gorarupa, Gorarupa, right? You can see it says right here, right? She, she likes cremation grounds and ghosts and spirits, and so I guess she's low, a low energy, right? That's the it may be the the goddess, but in a low form. But that's usually not what's meant, although it is what's meant. Tamaguna also means something. Tamas only means darkness, and darkness is not always ignorance, right? Black is not always bad, <laughs> right? That's a that's an unfortunate uh, 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 psychological definition, right? Black is also the unknown, and what we know is infinitesimal, and the truth is that we don't know is immense, right? The great mystery. What we know about God, we say somebody who knows something about God, we call saints, right? But what's unknown about God is infinite, the great mystery. You know, somebody has one uh, one particle of sugar, you're sweet, but the ocean of sugar is un- we've not tasted. Right, a mountain of sugar. We've had one, one taste, or some little bit of knowledge. Somebody has some knowledge. Right, Guruji explained his own, uh, uh, in his own childlike way, not trying to be egotistical, but under the practice of his guru, he practiced night and day. He became he practiced like anything, and he said, "I became successful." Right, my mind entered. He called the, what's called in the scriptures nirvikalpa samadhi. Right, he says, and then his definition. He says, "Enters a fool, comes out being wise." Right, he says, I'm my own proof. I was a fool. He never went to school. He wasn't, you know, he was from a poor family. He was like, you know, no education. Right, almost a slave in his, in his youth. You know, pe- you know, he was raised by other members of the family because his family passed away, and you know, they uncles and uncles took t- took advantage of him and almost indentured servant. And you know, the horrible. You know, he has no. But something happened. Entering, but he he didn't say. He couldn't say. I know the complete. Right, he, he, you know, it's like what, what, what is it that he touched? That is, almost can't be said. He even said, "I can't be on the mind; can't hold it. They can't can't think of it. They don't even want to think about it." That's what he used to say. Right? He says, "The mind, when when the 
the, the, the knowledge of that Parabrahman or the Paramatma comes, right? The mind not only can't, it doesn't even want it. It can't hold it, right? What it is can't be known, right? But, en- but entering it, touching it, knowing something, you come, he says, with new knowledge. As a result, I have, I have knowledge. <laughs> it's true, yeah, I can, I can attest to it. <laughs> Tremendous knowledge, right? He, was a, uh, he used to say, this is, the, this is the proof of spiritual attainment. Right, the glory of spiritual attainment. When entering the fool comes out wise. Right, co- enters miserable comes out ecstatic. Mm. Whatever it is, it has uh, it, 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 uh, uh, satyam jnanam anantam. It's unlimited. It's it's a uh, satyam shivam sundaram. It's beautiful. Mm. They say these type of satyatananda. They use words. Sometimes they use these type of words <laughs> to help us. Right. Go so gora gora tara. Where are we now? Shubha. Shubha is almost the opposite. Is the opposite of Ghor. right? Shubha means good, wonderful, light, right? Dazzling, right? Uh, 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 good, beautiful, bright. It means welfare. It means pure, right? So you are God, but you're also one thing you can say: Oh, you are God, and you are you are, you are the the impure, and you are the pure. That's one thing. But I don't think that this is the opposite of Ghor or Rupa. Right, it's not the opposite of, of the opposite of God is Agor, not Shub. Right, Shub I think here means that you are that pure awareness, the pure content, the, the one reality that's behind both the pleasant and the unpleasant, the wonderful and the horrible. Right, you are Shuba, you are that pure. That's a good definition of uh, here. I think that this is the meaning of Shub. Shub means you know also means wealth and happiness and health. You know that it could be that you are go, you are God and you are wealth, happiness and success. But I think here in, in the cluster of names, I think it's you are the reality behind. The, you are that pure shining awareness, uh, the pure uh, uh, reservoir of uh, reality. Um, Mahadamstra. So here, Mahadamstra again. Damstra means teeth, right? So you are the um, uh, you are the great. So no, so we've established, maybe not established, we've claimed that uh, one of the meanings of this dumpster business of Ma's teeth is that she's time. Right and uh, time-space causation. That's time that, that destroys everything. Right, uh, swallows everything, chews everything. So Maha Damsara means she's the great time. Right. So we use that if we keep expanding, then maybe she she becomes Mahakala. Right, the great time was named for Shiva. Right, and so she's the great time. And at but Ashuba, she's beyond time. Right. So it means she's Mahakala, and another way of saying beyond, time, which is beyond time. Maha, if Kala means time means darkness and time. Kali means the one who's beyond time or beyond darkness. By discovering there's dark, if, if, so she, that's one of the Kala and Kali, mm. right? She's time and the one beyond time, mm. right? Or she's darkness and the one beyond darkness. The reality. So there's ways of, of seeing the thing, like thing. So that's, and also Maha also has another meaning. Maha means, the other means it doesn't just mean great. It means transcendent means beyond like para para right uh, like uh, it's not only the topmost it's the one that's beyond so, so it's beyond this time it's another way of saying that she's mahakala she's a great time or she's beyond the great time as mahakala mahakali then maha maya right so that's that, that's to the point right you are you are all the, you are so how does the, how does that one seem to be many Right. This is called ma. ma is called ma. We call Maya. Maya means illusion. But we've discussed so many things, and, and as it, as the verses go, we'll 
will give many different defi- different definitions of Maya, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, uh, one of my favorite. Uh, well, w- w- one thing we one definite one definition of Maya is that we're not seeing what's there, right? One of the we're deluded. Deluded means that we're not s- clear. We're not seeing clearly, right? It's, uh, and, uh, it's one thing. It's not that we don't know. Is that we don't we're not seeing we, we can't see clearly. That's we're deluded. Oh, you're in Maya. We sometimes use that term. They're used in that way, right? Maya also means magic. Maya means trick. Maya means uh, ignorance. Maya means many different things. But the simple meaning is that that we don't see what's the truth. So in these little cluster of verses about Maha uh, Gora Damstra Gora Rupa, right? We don't. What's the truth? We don't see, mm-hmm. right? Could could be we're not seeing the truth because Mahamaya. Many names of, of her as Maya will come throughout, but they come, I think, to illustrate or to shed light on the verses around it, mm-hmm. right? You know, so it's like, what are we not seeing? What are we? Not, we're not seeing the truth that that even in this world of change, it's her. We don't see her behind. We don't see her as the world. As time, space, and causation, we don't see her behind the world, right? We don't. We're not seeing the truth of things, right? Uh, uh, and but it's very hard to see the truth thing because the world duality doesn't. That's the thing is that even the world from duality, non-duality is beyond. Kavalyam is not a thing to describe, right? But even the world of unity, a feeling the one that is we, we, we because we're in we're in we're our experience of the world duality is very every experience every thought. Every every touch, every every conversation, every taste throws us out of unity into duality, right? So there's a verse in the Chandi, right? From the Chandi, but it's, it's one of the opening verses of the Chandi. When I think it comes when um, uh, um, uh, um, uh, Surata and Samadhi uh, um, made us, the sage made us, gives a he says, oh, it is. Uh, he mentions Maya, and they ask. Mahamaya. They ask, "Who is this? What is this Mahamaya you're asking about? I've never heard this term, right? Who? What? What is it? Who is it? What are her qualities? Well, you mentioned her, you know, and then he tells these these three episodes of 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 of, of, of uh, Madhu Kaitaba and Chanda Munda, Rakta Bija and Shumbhali. He tells those stories to illustrate what what is Mahamaya. But one of his opening definitions is very beautiful, and it's uh, it's also part of that uh, Saptasloki Durga, where Durga Saptasloki, the seven verses." Summary of the of the chandi. Um, see if I can pronounce it. Gyanina gyaninam mapi chetamsihi. So gyanina. This is the knowers. It's not here, but the 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 the, the wise, the sages, the ones who have knowledge. Right. There's not even us. I mean, we're not in that case. But even the wise, I can almost put even, even those wise people, right. The, uh, uh, oh, Devi Bhagavati, uh, Chetamsi, their consciousness. Devi Bhagavati, Hisaha, Bala, Dakshkrishya, Mohaya, Mahamaya, Prayachati. Oh, Devi Bhagavati, or that she is, I can't say it's not in the form of a prayer. That Devi Bhagavati, right? That that goddess who we worship as the, as the Bhagavati, the supreme goddess, the, the goddess Kali, Durga, uh, Amba, Chandika. That goddess. Forcibly draws the mind away, moha, in delusion of even those who have knowledge, though even sages we could almost say, or at least wise people, gyaninam, right, gyaninam api, right. So that maha is maha maya prachati. That that who that goddess is is maha maya. 
that takes the mind of even the wise and deludes it. Right. So the thing is, so, so even the wise, you see, every even somebody you know, dedicated their whole life to God, even has divine experience, internal divine experience. Still, sooner they open their eyes, they see duality. Sooner they open their mouth, sooner they hear everything. Everything is is, is this is called Mahamaya. What is that Mahamaya? Is time, space, causation, namarupa, experience, every time, every all these things uh, 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 that we experience. Everything experienced is Mahamaya, right? But it is in my, but so but it's interesting because it says that it's not that by Mahamaya is being described as the one who causes somebody moha delusion, right? That means so another word Mahamaya is somebody who's beyond Maya. Just like Maha, what is that? Maha Damstra. Mm-hmm. Right? So we can't say the goddess is in Maya. Right? She controls Maya. She's beyond Maya. Right? It's by, so, so it's very interesting that it's her, by her power, we're all in Maya, which is her power of, of projection, of, of creation, sustenance and destruction, or time, space, and causation. Right? Her, her power of expression and manifestation and experience called the world, that's. She's that Maya. She she cre- she's the Maha Maya. She creates Maya, by which we even the wise become deluded. What does deluded mean? We don't see her, right? although it's only her, and she's doing everything. But the thing is, it's okay. It's good. We should think, oh, it's all her, and she's doing everything. But you can't really know that unless you know the one that's beyond everything. That's the thing. It's it's a healthy. Sometimes it's health. It's healthy. I remember our, our um, the tantric sadhu Shankaracharya uh, 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 from Sarnashram. He says actually it's good. He says we have to th- we have to think these thoughts and know how how she's become everything. And she is everything, and all rup- all rupas are her rupas, and all all energies are her energies. Because this is it's true, and therefore it's good to have a philosophy, a philosophical system, a theological system that also fits the truth, right? But there's also a danger. Pretty soon, it's, oh, it's all Ma. Ma's doing everything without without inner experience. Without that inner experience, then then we don't. Until we've experienced it, then we can be satisfied with just a belief that everything's Ma and Ma's become everything. Although true, it's not our it's not our direct experience, right? Maha Mayam, Jai Ma Jai Ma. You're welcome to come if you like. We're just finishing up. We're doing names of the uh, Kali Sasanama Stotram. What time is it now? Poppy close. Seventeen. Okay, we're we gonna finish. We're we gonna finish. At least this one first verse. Um, um, so one time I'm remembering a, a, a story where a, a holy mother, she shouted at Evie. She, you know, she in uh, Takur said also that she was like a cat. Uh, an ash-covered cat, a cat that rolls around in, in, in the fireplace ash. You can't see it's her quality. She hit herself, right? You couldn't tell how great she was. Sri Ramakrishna was always teaching the highest philosophy, dancing ecstasy, almost miraculous, right? So people knew his power. Holy Mother was more hidden, and so and she had all domestic problems, and she, you know, so she's dealing with her with family problems and cooking and making beetle rolls for people, and so much not being able to sleep because of her niece is not well, like this. And so somebody, one of her attendants says, "Is it not? Are you not in? Is it, are you not in Maya? Right? You know, it seems like you're in Maya, like all of us." He says, "I am Maya. Hmm. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> the difference. It's not that I am in Maya. I am Maya. 
So that's a different thing. She is Mahamaya. She's the controller of it, but interesting. So I think where are we? Uh, Mahamaya. Sudanti. Sudanti. So here, so go to Damstra. Uh, so horrible teeth. Like she's also Sudanti. Danti. We get the word Danta also. Teeth. Su means good. Right, so I think it's this ma- so she's Mahamaya behind everything. Then what is the thing that if she's the one manifesting everything, and everything, then this horrible thing that we thought was horrible, Gora Rupa Gora Damsta is actually Sudanta. It's actually quite it's it's divine. It's pearly white, and you see, and, and, and we, her our forms we have her in pearly white. So also yeah. you go like, like, like this, right? Because you see, then, then the world of name and form and time is not. We see it as divine, but Mahamaya covers. We don't see if Mahamaya uncovers then we see what's actually there. We see the one that's actually there. Then even in the, na- even in the world of name and form and duality, we see the one. Right? Uh, and it's, then her quality is anantam, jnanam, sundaram, you know, these, you know, it's wonderful. Right? Right? And then the final, the fi- I think the final, right? Also, oh, another thing, about, uh, another quality, uh, uh, yeah, I think I could mention, it, it doesn't quite fit our discussion, but it, it's uh, part of the idea of her teeth is in here, by saying Sudanta, uh, in the image of Kali we mentioned, the three colors are Rajas, Tamas, and, 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 and uh, Sattva, right? But actually you see her teeth, we only see a little bit of her teeth, what they're showing, because the different stories have different things, but in the general icon- iconography in temples, she, you see her biting her tongue. And Bengalis give us some story about how she, why she bit her tongue. And there's some sto- important, beautiful stories about that. But the yogis and philosophers, they give an uh, uh, interp- interpretation of that. Is that the red color of her tongue is Rajaguna. And the white color of her teeth is Sattvaguna. And so the way you have to go... Away, the, so Rajaguna has to be controlled by Sattvaguna. Right? This is a, 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 so by biting the teeth represents this in one sense. Right? The Sudanta. Su means Sattvic. Good. Right, so her teeth are also suffix, so it's also showing us by seeing, by seeing all this talk about her horrible teeth that, that, that swallow universes, right, as time and space. But we also see in the iconography her teeth are not, of course, time and space is, is wonderful and not bad, it's her. But as an iconogra- iconographical reminder in uh, sadhana is that we have to control our, our, our rajas through, um, through sattva. And the tongue is, represents eating, speaking. Like this, so we have to control. This is the the secret of uh, these are some yogis give this interpretation. So I wanted to mention it before moving. We'll go back to her teeth, I think, later. But and then the final yuga dantura, right? So dantura also means teeth, right? Again, yuga yuga means time means ages. So this is this is why we can use that that interpretation we've been using that her teeth represent the gora dantura represents time. Is hearsay. Her her teeth are. It's one thing. Is her teeth are the yugas, right? Not just this in the moment of time. It's, it's, it's epic. You can see it's like right now. Every every moment we're dying. Every moment we're changing. But still, there's a sense of of continu continuality, right? But it's good to remember sometimes that one of these days, this whole society that we've built, and the cities and monuments and edu- and like this, will be a layer of colored sand. In, in, in archaeological dig, you know, just represent the whole thing represent one little layer of colored sand, right? And the yugas will devour everything. 
So that's one thing that her her teeth, her claws are the yugas themselves, time like that. Or another thing, her teeth devour yugas. Even time with these big epic, like oh, we're in this period of time, it will also change. Right? It's another and to keep that triplet of 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 interpretation, she's also beyond by saying that she's beyond the time. In the um Lita Sastranama, there's a name. It's not this name, it's very similar. Yuga Dantura, I think it's Yuga Yuga Dhari, I think is one of her names in Lita Sastranama. Something like something like that. She who holds the Yugas. Same idea, right? She's beyond holding. But the commentaries, the Bhaskarayan, the ancient commentary, he gives a beautiful he says his tradition and we kind of follow as you take it means this but if you think about it, it also means this and you think about it also means this and they fit you know so and we trust we believe he was an illumined soul guided by the Devi to reveal this so we can we can share he says that yuga also has it's like yoga yuga has a similar meaning of yoking right and and of connecting but it's not just connecting in like a normal sense we think you to yoke something is to take two things and put them together Right, so those two things are the world of dual. So, in other words, by saying yuga is the world, which these big periods of time and space are also duality, mm-hmm. and then he says that duality, the ultimate foundation of the world of duality, is Shiva Shakti. Mm-hmm. Right, so she is her t- is the one who is the world of duality, the one Shiva Shakti as the world of duality, or Purusha Pakriti, and she is the one behind the world of duality. So it's interesting that even that still has, ends up meaning the same thing, both as time and the yugas, or as because time has no meaning without the world duality, without without Shiva and Shakti, their play as Shiva and Shakti. So I think that's probably it's probably a good time. We only did one verse. Actually, I had my plan. I thought maybe we'd get to verse two, the second <laughs> verse, verse twelve, but I I didn't. So I translated the verses and kind of mentally prepared, but it'd be better. I'll be better prepared next week. I didn't really uh, spend much time on it. But Gora Rupa, Gora Damstra, Gora Gora, Tara Shubha, Maha Damstra, Maha Maya, Sudanti, Yuga Dantura. So this is describing her primarily her her teeth. The next verse will describe her eyes. Uh, the next verse describes her smile and her mood, and then then it describes her inner passion. Very interesting, right? And then when you get to that, then you end up with like Chanda and Prachanda and Chandika and Prachandika and Chinamasta. Then it gets very, a little bit bewildering, those 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 names. But it's interesting, this is the foundation for understanding that's going through her iconography in a, in a very deep, profound way. But also following traditional... Uh, 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 it says in yeah. So some you can you can you can follow the when you do dhyana of a deity, you usually do from the feet to the head and the head to the feet. But it says in the Devi, you start at her feet, at the head, and go down. There's a way of circumstance. Also following in the and uh, I think Sandra Lahari does the same thing if I remember properly. Mm-hmm. Starts at her face and goes down. Maybe mm-hmm. make it this, make it also get it wrong. Anyway, thank you for your kind attention. Any questions or discussion online? Anything? Mm-hmm. Mm. Om. That's good. Everybody knows the truth. Jai Makali, Jai Takur, Jai Mak.